This week on the podcast, episode number 181, talking about how the H-1B is impacting whole whale. Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. Welcome to a special Whole Whale podcast episode with uh, Rhea, who is uh, an employee of Whole Whale. Uh, Rhea, can you actually introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, so my name is Rhea, as you just said. I am the advertising and um, analytics whaler here at Whole Whale, um, which basically means my role here is sort of twofold. Um, I work with the advertising team, um, supporting them with uh, building out campaigns. Um, the Google ad front is a big focus of my work. I manage that for a few of our clients. And um, I also help work with the analytics team, not so much on the technical side, but more on the reporting side where um, I help gather insights reports, um, use Data Studio, which um, I quite frankly love um, for our clients and, and that sort of work. And how many of those even words or job descriptions did you know how to do before walking through the door at Whole Whale? That's a good question. None of it. <laughs> um, I think when my background is very different, um, I don't didn't have any previous experience in uh, digital marketing. I came to the U.S. Uh, about three years ago to study public relations and international relations. Um, all of that goes to say I moved around a lot, tried different internships, um, and I wanted to work in the um, social impact sector, but also use a lot of the communications experience that I had. Um, and that landed me at Whole Whale. But like you said, I did not have any knowledge um, of the digital marketing world. Um, Google ads was a new beast to me. I used Facebook, Facebook ads were new to me. Um, so that, all that goes to say I've learned an incredible amount um, in my time, during my time. And here. when when were you hired? I was hired in October of last year. 2019. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting point when, you know, especially companies hire folks and saying like, look, we want, you know, culture fit people that know how to at least do some of these things or understand them, approach them. But it takes a certain amount of time, frankly, to get up to speed. Uh, what was the hardest part? And you had a master's, right? Mm -hmm. Very academic. <laughs> what was the hardest point of like hardest thing from moving from the academia mindset conversation work product type to the like hyper measured, very exact kind of world that whole whale plays with. Yeah, I think you're very right in asking that question. It was a big transition. Um, I think it was also one that I was looking for, to be honest. Um, before my time at Whole Whale, I did work as a research assistant. And that was, again, very sort of academic and, um, you know, like working on one project um, for quite a long time um, and th that sort of thing. And I knew that I wanted to be in a place that was more measured, where I was seeing results that was fast-paced. Um, I didn't realize how fast-paced it would be. I didn't realize uh, the demands that, that came with the job. Um, and I think, like you said, it, it took some time to settle into the role, um, to understand 
um, sort of what's expected of me um, and things like that. So I think it was definitely a learning curve. And I've only spent nine months here, but I am comfortable now. And like, I want to keep learning, but um, it, as we point out soon, um, will be coming to an end, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm really frustrated by this, actually. Um, so do you want to explain like what's happening in, in July? Yes. Um, so a few days from now, I will be um, unfortunately ending my time at Whole Whale. Um, this was not a resignation. This was not me getting fired. This was simply a matter <laughs> of the visa process. Um, I applied for the H-1B, um, which is um, a visa the U.S. government gives out to skilled workers who want to work at a U.S. Um, company. And um, I applied for the visa in March of this year um, and unfortunately did not get selected in the lottery. And hence, my time at Whole Whale is coming to an end. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's frustrating. We knew this was kind of the lottery. We've played it before. Whole Whale has played it successfully before and, you know, was thrilled uh, not too long ago when we were talking about actually landing a, you know, a green card work sponsored for, for Anne, um, yeah. you know, our creative director, technical creative director. And that was, you know, I, I talk about being like so happy. Um, when we first got the H-1B and then also when that came through and it was hard then it's it's almost impossible now and then news this week you know we're talking in the end of uh, June right now of the president literally saying like we're done with the H-1B for anybody outside of the country coming in and I'm sure they'll be it'll be different tomorrow but like you can see the the mentality of bringing in talented people like yourself into our country that help companies like ours only helps us grow, only helps us learn more uh, and bring better perspectives to our work. Um, and, you know, by the way, we're still hiring as a result because you have helped us grow. It's not about taking jobs. It's about adding. It's an addition to, not instead of. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one thing to read about it, and it's another thing to feel it in this way where we have gotten an incredibly productive member of our team that has relationships with our clients, our staff, and knows our work intimately, now literally having an insta-cliff in your work with us. And it's frustrating. I'm sad, I'm angry, and I'm dealing with it by talking to you, Rhea. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I have to say, it, when the news... Um, when we've got the news that I wasn't selected, I don't think it's settled in for a long time. You know, th this was, I've been here for three years now and I've um, sort of built a life in the US for myself. I came when I was 21 years old. So I really, this was my first step into the adult world, um, so to say. And I'm, you know, pretty comfortable here. And um, it, I, I don't think the news settled in initially. And now that it has, it's it's a whirlwind of emotions to say the least and yeah like you said with the um new executive order that the president um signed about two days ago that only i think diminishes hopes you know if someone asked me four years ago when i was planning on going overseas to study i knew that i wanted to come to the us um and that was because it was always clear to me that this is the place that i would learn the most um you know this is the place that I, I knew friends, I knew, I'd spoken to people who 
had such great experiences and I wanted that for myself and to have come to whole whale to have learned as much as I have and exactly to have now been you know settled into my role um, and then to sort of append my life and then to you know just sort of have to resign from that it's it isn't a, a feeling that settles well what happens what happens next for you like literally like like what does it actually look like to be like oh there's a, a cliff and by the way you have to go back to India within uh, you know the next how however many days yeah there's about a grace period of um two months that i think is slightly relaxed now with the covid situation i i think i will be heading back sooner than later and uh what i'm gonna do once i get home is just first take a break i've moved six times in the past three years which is not fun for anyone who has um who knows all about the moving process um so yeah that hasn't been great but i am looking forward to some downtime yeah I, and, and the thing is you know I was considering coming back to the U.S. that was something that was at the back of my mind um, just knowing that this is a place that I am now settled in even the culture you know it takes a while to settle in but the culture of a place um, the, the, the sort of you know work environments and things like that so um, definitely was thinking of coming back but now knowing that there is an executive order in place to curtail, you know, issuing visas until the end of the year, at the least, it just makes me less hopeful that if I were to try again, it just seems like I'd be met with more failure. Um, and that isn't like the most optimistic um, outlook for the future that I want to have for myself. To come back to a macro strategy, if you are a MLB team, if you are an NFL team, if you are any team of consequence trying to create the best possible result which is winning games and championships you need the best possible players on that team and so by reducing year over year the h1b by putting up these walls literally and metaphorically we are not helping our teams what we need to compete in an international environment can't be solved with the people in the room necessarily it's so clear to me and so disturbing that this trend continues because I've been going after H-1Bs for over a decade now and like mm -hmm. consistently every year, a little harder, more applications, fewer spots. And like, you know, there's sort of like little holes for if you are, you know, this type of person, if you happen to be a model for it, like maybe you come back as like, hey, I, I'm pursuing my career as a model. Like there's a different pool for that or engineer or... And it, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, it's narrow-sided a little bit and frustrating. It definitely is. I think um, the, the, the order that the president put out, in that he clearly states that this would um, save about 500,000 jobs, or it would keep 500,000 workers out, which, A, I think is an inflated number, um, but it also sort of projects a very... Um, a, a, a black and white picture of the whole situation. Um, when you do have people applying for the H-1B, a lot of the jobs are concentrated in the tech sector, um, engineering, medicine. Um, and what you're seeing with that is keeping people out is only going to create a vacuum in certain industries right now where the H-1B is more concentrated. Um, it's not really going to provide the job opportunities or help the unemployment situation in the country right now the way um, that is being portrayed. And I think that's the important thing to know from this is that it's not, you know, it logically might make sense. Like, of course, keep a few people out and then the people here will get more jobs. But A, that's not how it's going to work. And again, you're squashing diversity. 
workplaces thrive when you have different opinions, when you have different opinions. Um, I've seen that, been encouraged that whole way. And, you know, to, to for any company to lose that is just going to be, I think, a bit of a loss in um, productivity and, and uh, you know, just, again, diversifying the workplace. Yeah, I feel like there's certainly a toddler mindset in the president's seat right now. And to explain it in this other regard, Holwell's been building a very carefully constructed tower from blocks. They're little wood blocks and you can't swallow them, right? So very safe blocks. And as you build them up, your block is now critically inserted into the side of a load-bearing wall. To say that we can just pull that block out and everything will be fine and just swap it in with a US-made block is not how people and systems work. It is silly. And by the way, each block is not uniform. Little toddler, by the way, don't eat your blocks. See you in November. It would be nice to have an adult. Okay. Um, I want to eventually move toward rapid fire before I circle back, but uh, any, you know, any more thoughts on this? Like what, you know, what have other people in your circles said about this? I think for a lot of us, it's just trying to still stay optimistic. I know I have friends um, from grad school who have also applied for the H-1B. Some of them have also been rejected. Um, and a lot of them are still trying to stay here. You know, um, I'm fortunate. I, I know that when I go back home, I still have job opportunities back home. I can pick my life up. And I know people who come from uh, places where, you know, economic opportunity is, doesn't exactly present itself. You know, where coming to the U.S. has been about really just getting a better job and making a better life for yourself and um i just i really do hope that in the time to come we do see some improvements in the system um because i personally would also want to come back here at some point yeah maybe you can start whole well india it's our next maybe. plan <laughs> launch it out you're like wait a minute i know how to do this stuff exactly nine months is all i needed <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good uh Coming back to like the sort of like nine months in that trajectory, there's a bunch of students that are now being released into the wild and arguably the worst job market in history of America, you know, by by certain measures. And they're coming from this academic mindset and this ecosystem. What is your advice to them as they look to enter uh, the workforce and hopefully get a foothold in at, you know, their first jobs? I do think, like you said, there are you know, added difficulties with the situation we're in right now. But from what's worked for me in the past, definitely reach out to people. I know that sometimes it may seem like messaging people right now or, you know, just try, requesting um, for inf information interviews might seem like a waste of time. It isn't. Just keep trying. At the least, you, ha you have a conversation with someone. I mean, that's how I found my job at Whole Whale. I was just talking to someone else who was doing something I was interested in at another agency, and they told me about Whole Whale. And that's how the process started, and here I am. So talk to people. And the other thing is... The current situation with a scarcity of jobs versus a sort of mindset of I want to do a job that has purpose that, you know, is something that I love doing. They might not be the perfect marriage right now. You may not find what you love. Um, and that's OK. You know, I think that that's just something I would also tell people that don't wait. If you find something that you like, you'll still grow, you'll still learn and it, you might like it a lot more than you thought. So that's the other bit. 
And it's time to feed the whales with a quick ad about Whole Whale University. This is our best online content packaged in courses. We're talking SEO, content marketing, Google ad grants, cybersecurity, and tons of webinars and other templates for you to use. You can buy them individually or as an annual subscription. Uh, we really put our best work in here. And if you're interested in the topics in this podcast that we tend to cover, we go a mile deep with these courses. That's wholewhale.com slash university. We're going to move into our rapid fire. Some of these questions will be the same. Some I'm just going to make up. So what tech issues are you currently battling with? Can I say disapproved ads is a tech issue? Is it? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) But yeah, basically um, running ads through the ad grant, we've seen some um, very often, actually, we see ads being disapproved. um, And you know that you're doing everything right and you don't know what exactly is going wrong. And then it's a whole process. So that's sometimes a bit frustrating. What is one tech tool or website that you or Whole Whale has started using in the last year? Well, I've started using all of them in the last year, but um, I think for um, for Whole Whale, I know that we've started using um, the Table Talk during our webinars, um, which I think has been really cool. With face, we're in a time where we're all looking at screens all the time, and um, Table Talk is basically a breakout room where um, you know you get together in smaller groups of people, and I think that um, that helps facilitate conversations. So um, I really like that. What is coming in the next year that has you the most excited? Personally or? Personally. I think I am excited to go home a little bit. I haven't been home in a year and a half. So um, to just stop before I can um, kickstart my career again. So looking forward to that. What advice would you give a new whaler starting at Whole Whale? Patience. Um, (laughs) It takes time to learn. When I got to Whole Whale, I was in the mindset of... um, you know, I, we all go through the swim test, which is a two month period. And I had this goal where I'm going to learn all of this in the first two months, and then it's going to be smooth sailing. And boy, was I wrong. Um, the, the, you know, you keep learning, um, have patience with yourself, ask the right questions. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Talk about a mistake that you made earlier in your career that shapes the way you do things now. So a very specific example would be a few months ago, we were just when work from home started we were um filtering out external ip addresses or sorry our ip addresses um on google analytics and i um configured that incorrectly and uh, some of our clients lost all their traffic um in google analytics for three days that goes to say i didn't sleep very well during that time um and my takeaway from that is even if something seems like a very mundane task have someone review or check it twice yourself, you know, don't be in it. Don't be in a rush. All the more valuable because you made that mistake because you never make that mistake again. Perfect. That is true. Uh, do you believe that nonprofits can successfully go out of business? I don't have a rapid fire answer to that. I think that they can. I don't think that they would. Um, and, and what I mean by that is for any nonprofit that is uh, dealing with so like an, an advocacy issue, for instance, um, I, I feel like if once you've met your goal, the work doesn't end there. Um, I feel I think organizations evolve. There's always going to be um, a problem to deal with. And what I've frankly seen is that if you've met one goal, um, there is a transition to a second one. So I guess the answer is no. If I were to put you in a hot tub time machine back to the beginning of your work, what advice would you give yourself? 
Oh, I think the same advice that I would um, give anyone else that I, that I said earlier, just be patient and know that learning takes time. Um, I was also very hard on myself where I just wanted to be really good at, at a bunch of things. And I didn't spend enough time really perfecting one area of my work. Um, and I, I saw that how that sort of backfired moving forward because then, you know, you're sort of a bit rusty on some of the basics. And so then what I did was I took a step back and made sure that whatever I was learning, I learned that really well um, and that it was solidified there. So. What is something that you think whole whale should stop doing? We haven't been together in so long that I don't know what we should stop doing. <laughs> I feel like I want to start going back to the office and I want to see people. Um, I don't want to add anything negative to that right now. If I give you a Harry Potter magical wand that you could wave across the social impact sector, what would it do? Diversify. I think that this is something that I saw during my time in grad school when we were studying different organizations in the social impact sector. Now um, working with clients also in the social impact sector, bring in the voices that you're representing, you know, um, don't speak on behalf of people, bring those people in. It's going to make a big difference. How did you get started in the social impact sector or your interest get started in that sector? I think my interest definitely started in undergrad. I majored in journalism and uh, I was working on a few documentary films during that time. And um, I think that's when I got interested in definitely making an impact through the work that I was doing. Um, I wanted to make sure that whatever work I was doing, it didn't have to be monumental, it was just sort of pushing the needle and, you know, um, making some sort of social change. So um, I think that's where it began. What is your favorite question to ask people? I love asking people a lot of questions. I love conversation. <laughs> um, but I think, I don't know, I think, again, there's too many things to say here. I don't have a, um, a rapid fire answer. But I, I do sometimes um, like asking people, what is the one thing they know to be true? Um, it's it's not something that I ask right up front because that would seem strange. But I think while I get into conversation, I always um, try and ask people that. What is the one thing you find to be true? Oh, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to come back to on that one. I have too many thoughts in my head right now. What career advice did your parents give you that you either followed or didn't follow? So it was my dad mostly giving me um, a lot of advice truly is. Um, and I think the one thing he always said was to be honest in the workplace um, and to just be transparent um, and stand up for your mistakes. So if you've done something wrong um, or if you see something that's going wrong, speak up about it. Um, if you don't, then that's how sometimes things, you know, just get rolled over and um, say, so yeah, just always be honest um, and speak up. Yeah. All right. Uh, final question. How do people find you? How do people help you? I think anyone can find me on LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, I'm not um, a big social media person. So I use Twitter um, for our clients, but I don't necessarily use it personally. So um, I think just by LinkedIn or email. Thanks again. I'm, I'm frustrated that, you know, your, your time with Whole Whale is ending this way at this time. And hopefully this, uh, this is listened to by future people considering working at Whole Whale or others that are maybe seeing how this actually impacts when we're talking about H-1Bs, actual companies, actual people, and, and the work we do. Um, so, Rhea, 
thank you, thank you, thank you for you know your nine months with us, and I hope, I hope it it works out. It will work out. I know for you because uh, you've done great work with us. You've learned so quickly, and I'm excited to see what you go on to do. Yeah, um, thank you. When I came to Whole Whale, um, it was a transition of three weeks. I was living in DC before this, and I just sort of packed my bags and came here. And I honestly had no idea that Whole Whale would be so willing to put in the work to sponsor my visa. I knew that if I got selected in the lottery, I had a team that was supporting me, and that honestly meant so much. It provided a lot of security, knowing that if this first hurdle is passed, um, you know, I. I'm not alone in this. Um, so thank you for that and giving me this opportunity. Again, learned a lot. And um, just a quick segue into when you asked me what is the one thing I do know to be true. Um, I think if you really, and that's something I actually learned through my job application here. If you really care about something and you show it um, and you know that you're willing to learn, um, you're willing to make mistakes, people will see that not the first person you try not but eventually if you you know you're eager to learn and you're honest about it someone will see that and you will get a shot it's a good note to end on take care thanks bye this has been using the whole whale podcast if you want to keep learning more about these topics and others head on over to wholewhale.com slash university to keep learning with us Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. 